0: Hello and welcome to episode 1047 of the Sleeper and the Bust. It is Tuesday, May 3rd. I'm your host, Paul Spore. Joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I know that uh, I'm doing better than you because you're recovering from a pretty wicked cold. Uh, mm-hmm. How are you doing? It wasn't COVID, but it was COVID symptoms and just not yeah. I was on
1: the I was on the COVID IL um even though it was it, i never tested positive yeah it was undisclosed um, on roster
0: resources it's was, it was undisclosed i didn't know why you were on the il
1: mm-hmm. yeah uh <laughs> I'm, I'm back it's been rough uh and uh, i'm still still feeling the the after effects of it but yeah, you had uh, some
0: I'm, days that you said you did literally nothing
1: nothing yeah i mean i i barely got out of bed like i pretty much just turned on the NFL draft and uh and just watched that from my couch or my bed and didn't do much cuz I uh I, I was like I could not have recorded with you and, and Govier.
0: I was going to say don't worry Govier and I filled in 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 your stead. It's great <laughs> episode with Michael. Love mm-hmm. talking with him. He killed it. So you're all good man. Take time, get healthy. I'm glad you're back. I know that uh, you did WFB last night. You're yeah. back here. People looking for the road to write up. We'll be getting those, too. So uh, we got lots to talk about. We got about an hour, so we're going to dive right in. We got some news and notes. Then we're going to play a little Keeper Cut, man. We're definitely uh, kind of following the trend of the community. We hit that month mark. I think a lot of people, a lot of pods in the community are starting to talk about guys that could be cut. And uh, I think it's a valuable exercise because so often we talk about guys to pick up but never really give guys to cut. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, pick them up. But who the heck do I, you know, okay, go get Taylor Ward. But I got these five outfielders here that I love. Who am I supposed to cut? So we're going to go through some guys, talk about keeping or cutting them. We'll talk about different formats too, because I know some of them, you're going to be like, I'll cut them here, but not here. So we'll get into yeah. it. But let's start with some news. Ryan Presley is starting a rehab assignment today, uh, Tuesday, for the – uh Astros I don't know why I almost said the Jays he's never been on the Jays he's not anything related to the Jays but I almost said the Jays but Ryan Presley for the Stros going on rehab he's going to get his job back completely when he gets back right mm-hmm. yeah yeah I don't
1: I don't think there's any doubt I mean they gave him the big contract uh yeah. how extension. tough?
0: how tough were those Hector Naris bids when Rafael Montero got the two saves in his absence
1: um are they as bad as the uh Ryan Helsley um bids that no, came through this week and then the next day i know i know Gio- or, uh, giovanni uh guy
0: listen um you know i'm a huge Gallegos guy i and i did i did do a little gloating yesterday i will freely admit that it's not much deserve
1: to be honest
0: it's not to dog out helsley and i don't even think that those bids a lot of them weren't even ba- my league our league, he went 22 i should i should have yeah. made 25 i, I, should I, have had, I, I had
1: like i had a like ten dollar or something i did. was the backup
0: at 18 yeah. i probably should have been more aggressive in cutting badu which we'll get into um and gotten him myself but the thing for me was with Gallegos, he didn't pitch for six days and he also jumped over the wall for that stupid brawl instead of going through the door and i Logic tells me he was nicked and they didn't pitch him. Why else would he miss six days? I don't think it was just because of the meltdown on Monday night that week with the Arenado error and then him not covering first. Maybe it was part punishment too. Maybe they're like, hey, you should have covered first. We're going to sit you for a few days. But I feel like he might have been nicked up, maybe hurt his knee a little bit or something. I don't know. That's speculation on my part. But it was so uncharacteristic for him to not pitch for six straight days I didn't think that was loss of job. So we did see some big Helsley bids. I will say this, though. Even somebody like Gecko, who put a grip on him, like he put like Mm -hmm. 200 plus. Helsley's going to be a beast if he stays healthy. And he's going to have Mm -hmm. so many Ks, such good ratios, six to seven wins, seven to ten saves. I think that's the upside. So that can still be worth it. But I do think Giovanni Gagos is still the guy.
1: I don't know that it's worth it. But I do think that there is, and it's weird, we're seeing it more this year than I think I ever remember seeing it, like big-time players in fantasy that aren't in the industry give out information and then also, like, rationalize overbids. We saw, sure. it, like, Phil Dussault, you know, made a, a massive bid on Rasmus, and I actually like a lot of his reasoning these you those guys owe the industry or people nothing. Like the fact that they're even willing to talk about it, they're they're not they're not in the industry. Uh the fact that yeah. they're willing to kind of give out any information. No, yes, like they're not getting exactly paid, so like it's really cool to see them doing it. I, I I don't know that you can rationalize spending triple digits on Ryan Helsley. I think that was just I think it was a blown bid. It happens, everybody has blown bids. I mean, um, you know, and I I would, We're about just, to talk about a lot of people who had blown bids on Josh Lowe.
0: Yeah, and I said it. You know, I said it was pretty wild when with the Helsley bid, and I did say like, okay, you know, I wasn't trying to be a dick though either. It kind of came across a little dickish, and people know that I'm a huge guy. I goes, guys, so I wasn't like trying to be like, oh, you're stupid. And Gecko is such a better fantasy player than I am that who am I to like? He's you a beast.
1: Know, NFBC he, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, White. So it, and he didn't take it me that my way. By family. the way. Either. Yeah, no, like he, super he, really nice guy. You yeah, met him in Vegas. He was, yeah, great.
0: Because I even, I even got in the DM. I said, listen, man, I wasn't... I wasn't, It came off like way too aggro when I was like, that's why. Like, why'd you do that? It's like, no. He's like, hey, he's just my number one rated guy. I know I overpaid. I wanted my guy big time, even if he's not the full closer. And so I was like, okay, I get it. And totally. You
1: know, it's better to pay pay more and get, your, get your guy. Than underpay and not get him. And that's what I so. said, too. I said,
0: I'm an avid get your guys guy. So for me to... For me to like shade somebody for doing that, that's why I really felt an apology was necessary there. And so I just said, hey, man, I'm sorry. And he's like, no, no sweat. I'm not. It wasn't losing sleep over it. And I knew that. But uh, yeah. anyway, Lou Trevino returning Tuesday. I don't think he loses his job to injury. So I think he goes right back into the closers role. But what are you doing with Danny Jimenez, who was quite good in his stead and got folks a, a good handful of saves, especially if you jumped quickly. Danny Jimenez has four saves on the year uh, with some good ratios. What do, you, what do you think? Are you hanging on to see if Trevino blows it or do you cut Danny Jimenez?
1: I think you should hold on to him if you can. Obviously, if roster you know crunch requires you to drop it, I mean, he's clearly the next man up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Trevino could either blow it because his skills aren't great or – the ace could trade Trevino, especially as we get also closer true. to the deadline. So I think if you are in a league where you can roster kind of the next man up, he should be rostered in all of those formats. So um, I, I understand if you've got a roster crunch, if you're, you know, you've got a really injured team or you just have such shallow benches, it doesn't make sense um, because it could take a while. It could take till the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, but it also, we, we could three weeks from now be going up, oh, Trevino blew it and he and
0: now you know, Jimenez now, it, is now it's Menez, so yeah. yeah, exactly. So if, if Jimenez is cut and you are scrounging for saves and you can afford a stash, that might be a keen stash because, like Justin's saying, could be traded out, Trevino could be, and Trevino's. St- or is not a lock in like holy crap he's untouchable. No, he could absolutely blow it too. So I agree with that with regards to Trevino, but he is returning Tuesday in that same game. I don't, I don't know if Trevino is going to pitch, but this super guy will frustrating
1: because I didn't activate him anywhere. Oh
0: damn! you know, saves in those leagues where you have him though,
1: uh, they'll be fine. But okay. and who knows? I mean, they may work Trevino in slowly too, so it may not True. be a big, big of deal. Like
0: and they're facing obviously don't.
1: And obviously, don't cut uh, Jimenez um, right now anyways, mm-hmm. because what if Trevino did lose his job? What if they just exactly. go Jimenez is the guy? Like, exactly. They, they, they clearly could. He, he's obviously capable. Um, so uh, even if you need to cut, one, like try your best to hold on, at least through the end of this week to kind of see what's going on.
0: Yeah, at least see what, what the scenario is with the first couple saves for Oakland. And they might... The tough part is they might not happen for a little bit because they're not that good. But they're going to face Ryan Yarbrough tonight, who is returning. Um, what league formats would you roster Ryan Yarbrough in? He doesn't get the follower role anymore—that fabled role that he had back in 2018. Where, where where are you looking at Yarbrough?
1: I think he's just a streamer, even in 15s at this point. I mean, um, he he just doesn't without getting that opener. Like he just doesn't have the upside to like sneak a bunch of cheap, easy wins. I think this is a great streaming opportunity. Um, but we've also seen Oakland just drop the hammer on teams randomly. So I know like, I don't know that I would feel super comfortable starting him out the gate, anyways. You know, it's his first start back. How deep do we really think he's going to go? He's probably not even worth starting tonight. So I don't know. I, I know he looked better in spring. Um, I, I need to see more before I'm willing to say he's even like team streamer in a fifteen.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair, especially with Yarbrough, um, uh, like you said, just coming back tonight. He might not even get more than like four innings, and because it'll be as a starter, then you can't win there. And they got Blackburn mm-hmm. going, and like you said, they've they've actually had some offensive flourishes. They're ten and thirteen on the year, which is a, a big surprise. Like I it's a hell of a lot better than some
1: teams in Major League Baseball.
0: The freaking Reds—they're better. Oh my than the God! Tigers. The I Reds
1: mean, are unreal bad,
0: dude. They, you like, know I knew they for? weren't
1: going to be good. But you know how many wins they're facing for? Like twenty. Yeah, twenty-two. <laughs> they 20 only no really have one
0: win, right? Like three, three. They're
1: oh, three and nine. Oh, three oh, three yeah. and nineteen.
0: Three nineteen.
1: That's that's unreal bad. Like I mean, that isn't like variance issues. That is just unreal bad. Just and didn't they like? It took two of three from the Dodgers to start the season.
0: Yes, yes, they opened the season. No, the Braves. It was the, the Braves, Braves that said that they beat. Um, It was a four-game set. They took two of them. And it's like, oh, okay, you know, nice. It's
1: going to be a 500-ish team, You with maybe all there their...
0: Yeah, maybe they'll compete. They brought up Green... I, I was They've thinking won this I was like, one they
1: game since then.
0: That's green and 100. Lodolo. Maybe they got, you know, an inoffensive offense, which turns out inoffensive in this case means no offense. But I, mm-hmm. I was like, it's not a terrible offense. Maybe they can do some things. No, they're dreadful. They're absolutely dreadful. It's unbelievable. But yeah, Oakland's actually been fighting and scrapping, which I think somebody said that on this podcast that... They don't bottom out. They keep a competitive team going because they usually put in. It's April. It's it's April. I'm just saying they're not going to lose a hundred. They're not going to lose a hundred. It doesn't look Uh, like it at this point. MJ Melendez called up. This is a big one for a lot of folks. Cam Gallagher has a grade two hamstring strain, which is uh, four to six weeks kind of at a minimum. I'd probably put it at like two months. And um, Melendez hit 41 homers last year. So impressive that they started moving him off the position a little bit because they're like, well, we need to get him up and we need to figure some things out. So he was kind of dabbling a little bit at third, a little bit in the outfield. Been catching primarily this year. Didn't get off to a great start. In fact, hitting 167 at AAA. But the plate skills are still there. couple of homers. And they like him enough to calm up and be the backup guy. Um, and he doesn't need to be that great to be a viable C2 how do you feel about MJ Melendez and, and where are you looking to get him? Obviously, in most NFBC leagues, we're going to get this whole week because unless he was drafted and cut, you couldn't pick him up on Sunday. So, we're going to get a whole week here. What are you looking for out of Melendez to make him a viable C two?
1: Um, it, you didn't you did mention the two home runs in AAA this year. You didn't mention the three stolen bases. That's uh, right.
0: Yeah, that is right. wild.
1: Um, I think he's a viable C2 in every format. And I think he's honestly, I think he should be rostered in every in every format. I agree. Um, Upside's in, too rich. Yeah. I mean, you know, in 10-team, one-catcher leagues, um, he may not be rostered on your team, but he should be rostered on a team um, on upside alone. I mean, we're talking about a guy who is going to play very regularly, maybe even every day as a catcher. He hit 42 home runs with a 288 uh, average in 2021 in the minor leagues. Uh, I mean, he's got, you know, obviously can steal bases too. Like he, he could be an absolute he monster um, even better than what we saw from Austin Nola when he was a, like a full-time player, but had catcher eligibility.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, push, you're saying push Salvi to DH and then Melinda still starts behind the dish.
1: No, no, or, I mean I, I, think, I think Melendez plays the outfield. I mean, you they um you know they lost Mondesi, they uh which moves Whit Merrifield back into the infield. Like they've got mm-hmm. an outfield spot right now. They clearly do not love uh Edward Olivares. I was to say um, that
0: hits that hits our guy though.
1: You know, and they already sent Kyle Isbell down once this season. Like I think he plays the outfield, I think he plays third base, I think he uh, just kind of, you know, DH's. I think he plays all over. Um, and I think, I think he just he could easily rack up 450 plate appearances as a catcher who, like I said, hit 42 home runs in the minor leagues
0: last year. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. I think Melendez DH's a lot, dabbles mm-hmm. in the outfield, dabbles behind the dish. Yeah. But he plays enough to be viable. And I agree, I'll see two, all all two catcher leagues for sure. And like you said, even one catcher, 10 and 12s, you got to see, like if your catcher is like one of the guys that we're going to mention in the keeper cut section, maybe you cut that guy and you take a shot on Melendez just to see the up, if the upside comes through. Speaking of another guy who had an excellent minor league season last year but couldn't get the call, uh, Jose Miranda is up for the Twins. And it was very curious that he couldn't get a call last year. I, I, I didn't really understand it personally. He hit 30 homers across double and triple A with a 344 average. Uh, made excellent contact. And I'm just like, the Twins, in a in a losing season, like a bottom-out season, couldn't find any time for him. I, maybe they didn't want to start the clock, but I thought it was weird that Miranda never really got the call last year. He's up. He started on Monday. Uh, he's the third baseman with Sano out right now, sprained knee. It's really going to kind of depend on how much time uh, Sano needs, but Miranda could find, find himself in a job. Um, I think there's a scenario where if he does well enough, he could stick even if Sano returns and then cost Mm -hmm. somebody else a job. So what do you think of Jose Miranda and where are you picking him up?
1: Um, I'm going to try to pick him up in just about every format. I mean, we talked about third base being the weakest position um, outside of catcher uh, in in fantasy coming into the season. And um, I I think that's somewhat true. Uh, He's going to hit. Like, I think he – uh, he's got a really good hit tool and he's got power he's got one clear Achilles heel um and that is he cannot play defense um like true. he is he is bad defensively this is the reason why he has not been up he cannot play third um Can
0: Ceno, though
1: no, but they have Gio Urshela.
0: oh yeah that's true that's
1: true. who's a who's that's a true. baller defense who's awesome
0: he's awesome um,
1: but so wait so Man. it become it becomes. Jose Miranda at first or D H. And the problem with that is they have a number of guys who need to D H. Like right now there's room. So knows on the IL Kirloff's on the IL. Yeah. When those guys come back, Miranda better have been hitting because otherwise he's going back down. Um, so point. there is risk to this. I think yeah. he is less risky than a guy like Josh Lowe, who we're going to talk about uh, here in a little bit because his hit tool is so good. Yes. Um, and he, give him, and he doesn't get Miranda yeah, on good floor. Yeah, he doesn't strike out like he's been like a teen strikeout guy in the minor leagues. So, uh I think he's a worthy gamble in pretty much every format. Um but uh it, you know, obviously his risk and so like, you know, he's going to go for a lot of money in fab mm-hmm. this weekend and that is potentially money blown um because there's, there's a risk once these guys are healthy that he goes back down. I don't think they want Kirilov to play the outfield coming off the injury.
0: Kirilov's already on rehab and mm-hmm. coming off the wrist. And that's why I didn't really want to go after Larnack this week, who I do like. But I think that's yep. a direct replacement right there. And then, like you said, if Sano isn't out long term, then that's going to eat into Miranda's playing time. So he needs to hit the ground running. He could keep his job that way. But it does need to be hitting because he's not adding anything defensively. Yep. Uh, Mitch Hanniger's out four to six weeks because he's injury prone is what you seem to think. Um, I fully disagree, but uh, this sucks. I caught him actually. I caught him in our main. Uh, it's just, it's a bit. Oh, a so you were injury. the person.
1: I have in my other main and my auction. Because somebody talked me into drafting him this year because an they said he player. wasn't injury pro and he is
0: injury pro though, like seriously, though, he's really not like the, the the testicle thing was a huge issue. I think that was the 19 injury. Other than that, he had 157 games in 18, and he was and injured 21. all throughout the minor
1: leagues. Oh like I, hate I just, you so much. This is this year's Kimbrel, which nah. is on the opposite end. Ah. God, he, was hit, he was
0: hitting well uh i, I stand by nice nah, i stand by oh. it I, I make good decisions I you know you probably so probably much getting, letting someone get in your head there thinking that you can uh, assess injury risk properly but you can't like you just can't what, what were you gonna do not just skip him over for who akil badu that guy sucks so what, <laughs> who are who we gonna take instead i, I it's a no. bummer
1: like um it sucks
0: man like, did you see how it happened too? Like, I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't know that a, he was going to sprain his ankle coming back on his first at bat off COVID, uh, hitting a single. I'm like, awesome. Like, I just don't. He's such. A, I mean, he's one of those guys
1: that you just wish you could turn off injuries for. Yes, him, like, because, because he's he is, such
0: a good player, and he can hit. He 50 is such a good homers.
1: player. Yeah, um, but it I don't sucks, know if he can man. hit 50 onwards. But he can definitely hit 40, and he hit
0: 39. You can hit. 50. Yeah.
1: Yeah, probably. Uh, but just but why such didn't you a cut um, because luckily in the spots where I have them, I don't have very many injuries. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: I've got Voit and Presley, which I knew Presley was, uh, you know, working his way back. But I, I just, I, I felt like I'm, just, I'm just gonna peel the Band-Aid off and just cut Hanniger right yeah. now, and, uh, and pick up somebody else. And I was very close to cutting Badu, and if I'd have had higher bids, he'd be gone too.
1: I was on, and honestly, um, I was so sick like I want to do as little fab as possible on Sunday. Uh, and I made, ma- I made, not massive mistakes, but I made mistakes where like, I, I picked up Willie Calhoun and Bryce elder in the, oh, leagues, um, oh, both sent out because I just didn't have the energy to look things up. And they were both have been sent out earlier that day. And, um, thankfully it wasn't like big bids and I'm not taking yeah. zeros or anything like that. Um, cause you know, I'm lucky enough to have roster depth in those leagues, but, um, yeah, uh, I may end up cutting him this week. We'll see. Uh, it's 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 a huge bummer, but uh, I'm going to try to hold on to him because I think he could be a real difference maker. You know, once he's back and healthy.
0: I get it. I think holding Haniger if you can, makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I don't have that luxury, or didn't feel like I had that luxury, so I went ahead and cut Mitch Hanniger in 15s and. Did 12s. you did you keep Voigt? Over. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because I think his injury is less severe right now. Yeah, I think Haniger's ta- out for two months. His
1: talent is less severe, too.
0: Also true, but not that much. Like he really like I'm not. I put nothing in 42 at bats.
1: Yeah, nah, so yeah, far, yeah. like
0: I'm not worried about that at all. So, um, I am Speak- worried about the bicep a bit, and he could get cut yeah. this week. But I, I thought for sure Haniger first give void another week and reassess at the end of this week. Yeah. Speaking of cuts, yeah, who should we cut? Let's talk about some cuts. Keep or cut. Two guys off the top that we've already kind of hinted at, including Willie Calhoun. These guys got sent out, so this one might be easier to just go ahead and do that. But you spend all that money on Josh Lowe. It's that it's that sunk cost principle, though, right? You already paid that money; you're not getting it back. Do you hang on and try to get something out of it, or do you just move on and admit the mistake with Josh Lowe getting sent out? You're going to keep her cut, and if so, uh, if it's cut, which formats?
1: I think it's cut in just about every format. Um, I agree you know i mean when we originally talked about josh low after he got announced he was going to make the uh make the team after the uh the austin meadows trade uh i said like there's a lot of talent here homers and speed and and there's also a lot of risk and this is the risk i mean he struck out just an obscene amount Mm -hmm. um he didn't seem to make many improvements had a really hard time catching up to major league fastballs uh uh I mean, obviously, the upside is huge if he can figure it out, but it's also the Rays who do not care about prospect pedigree. They're going to go with who they think is going to help them in the moment.
0: Well, they got other guys too. Like, yeah. So, even though even they can acknowledge his pedigree, but still say, we've got other guys with the same pedigree.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, he could be up in two weeks, he could not be up again. Like, you, you know, this. So, like, I don't know that you can. Hold on to him, even even in leagues with IL spots, like where you're able to stash away your injured guys. Like you can't stash him away. uh So yeah. I, I think he, unless you have just really deep benches or some sort of minor league slot, I, I just think I think he's a cut right now.
0: Yeah, I think Josh Low is a cut. As outside, as outside is different outside outside of
1: you know keeper dynasty. Obviously, you're yeah, of on. course,
0: of course, long term stuff. You're still hanging on, and if you can hang on then go ahead. Like if you got a clean reserve roster with no injuries and no stashes and he can be your stash. Okay. I get it, but probably not the luxury that a lot of people have. And so I think you keep in dynasty leagues. These.
1: I try to buy low right now.
0: Absolutely. Go in, knock on the door and see if that's a contending team that has it. Maybe they're still yeah. doing well, despite his issues. You go say, Hey, I am coming in on a buy low. I, I usually come in above board. I'm not trying to sneak in. I'll be like, listen, I'm trying to buy on a discount. I can help you win this year. Here's what I've got type of deal. And just be straightforward about it. Don't try to snake somebody because people read right through that. Of course you're coming in to buy low. So I usually just kind of say it above board. Like I'm looking to get a little discount. Uh, Where are we at on the Josh low price? Um, Willie Calhoun, you mentioned was sent out as well. He was a casualty of the roster trim down, which so was low, but uh, performance was a, a, a big issue for both too calhoun wants to be i think he wants to be traded now or whatever like he's he's made he's been watching the
1: nfl draft and being like hey i'm requesting a trade um make
0: this happen immediately i think
1: he needs one
0: i mean he probably does but like also how about you play well
1: he's never been given like a extended period well the one time
0: he was was 2019 and he had a 110 wrc plus so i i've said this before too I'm with you. We're Calhoun buddies. Like we're yeah. big, we're big fans, but Calhoun like Calhoun Knights. <laughs> you, you gotta do something, man. Like yeah. come on, and I know a 135 BABIP is disgusting, and his plate skills are actually excellent. 11% yeah. walk, strikeout, 15% walk for Calhoun. Like that is nice. He added he get a train,
1: added patience to his game. Like he's yep. doing what he needs to do to be successful. I, I just think he does. I think he needs a different organization um, that will give him real opportunities to play at the major league level. The um, Wells
0: poisoned a little bit right there. Like it just, is. It I think it's just kind of, kind of over in Texas. Get some. It feels like it's been
1: poisoned for a while.
0: It may have because the first time he got sent out in a similar situation, not a roster cut, you know, We didn't have expanded rosters, but like in a situation where he felt it was unjustified, he kind of made some grumblings and wanted that
1: Brad Miller, like don't get me wrong, a very good, useful player. Like he's not part of their future. Like Willie Calhoun could be. Like, you know, guys like Eli White, and like I mean, these guys shouldn't be uh, playing. I'll stick
0: with you on B. Millie, but not on Eli White. I love B. Millie, but for Texas, for what they're doing why bring in a Brad Miller to po- possibly cut into the playing time yeah. of Willie Calhoun or an Eli White who has a little upside himself or, or any of got Nick Solak, any guys that ages start with a two as much as I like Brad Miller and I didn't hate the move. Now that I see that it costs Willie Calhoun his job, essentially, I wonder like, was that the right move then? Why did you necessarily do that? So I agree yeah. with you there. I mean- bringing in
1: guys like Cole Calhoun and Charlie and Culberson. Yep. And yep. like, like these guys, like you, you should be looking at, you should be looking at guys like the Leo, Leo Di Tavares and Willie Calhoun and figuring out, are these guys quad A players or are these guys major leaguers that can help us? if you're 100%. not going to win this year with that rotation and that bullpen, you're, so you're figure out like which one of these guys are actually fringe major leaguers
0: and which guys, are part of your future. That's a, that's a great call. I totally agree. And um, yeah, let Brad Miller go be the the bench guy or the utility guy on a on a contending team, not yeah. on this squad. Same with Cole Calhoun. That's another good call out there too. Um, anywhere you're keeping Willie Calhoun right now? No. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think so uh, either. All right, his teammate, and who I thought maybe you could cut in like a ten teamer to try to go for the Melendez hype, Mitch Garver. Yeah. And I liked this move when they made it just because he's a good hitter. I mean, he's a bad catcher, but he's a good hitter. He's sputtering right now. Um, The plate skills are actually improved, though. So this is one where if you do cut him, keep tabs on him because I think you could come back around to him. He does have a 208 Babbitt, but a 179, 273, 269 slash line. The power hasn't been there. But the strikeout rate is down six points to 23%, uh, with a three-point dip and swinging strike rate to 8%. And he's already been a walker guy. A guy who takes walks, I should say. A walker guy? What the hell? <laughs> like like a guy Christian who takes his walks? Yeah, <laughs> Christian walker. Or like an actual, he uses a walker. Uh, but he has a 12% walk rate. I think this will come through eventually. But if you're in a one-catcher shallow league, i totally get moving on for Garver. And that's where I'm going to recommend you cut him. One-catcher, 10 and 12 teamers. Get somebody in there who can play. Take a shot on Melendez. Everywhere else, I think I'm going to keep Mitch Garver, what say you, Justin?
1: I'm not a Garver guy, um, and I agree with you. I mean, I I think, like, if you look at the underlying skills, there's nothing really that scares me. Mm -hmm. I do wonder, though, if he's a guy, and, you know, I talked about this a lot on the FWFB pod um, last night. I think, like, there's a lot of guys right now who are struggling with a deadened ball because they weren't, like, prodigious power guys to begin with and ah okay and so i think garver's that, i
0: thought he was
1: not I, really i mean 50
0: percent um, hard hit rates the last yeah three but seasons, hard but hit rate
1: ain't what it used to be with this ball
0: so i know I, that's true that's true like he is i mean go lie go down through to the, the
1: twitter account that tracks all mlb barrels and see how many of those are line outs and flyouts right now like it's just you know I, um and that so bitch I, is waterlogged,
0: dude. The ball it is, is like a waterlogged ball.
1: It it absolutely is, and hopefully, you know, as things start to heat up in the summer, we'll see the ball start to fly. Or MLB will just change the ball randomly, um, you know, because that's what they like to do.
0: I mean, I'm here for it at this point because this sucks.
1: Yeah, this is, it this does. is dumb. Like, I can't I, remember who was saying it on Twitter yesterday. It's like I I love a pitching duel just as much as the next guy, but Literally when you're words, seeing, you,
0: you pulled them directly out of my mouth. I was going yeah, to say that.
1: But when you're seeing crappy pitcher A versus crappy pitcher B in a one nothing ball game in the eighth, because every hard hit ball, because you're seeing balls get hit hard. Oh yeah. And announcers and are being fooled by them. Like not going anywhere. Aw. Yeah. It just, um, so yeah, I mean, they, MLB needs to do something at this point. Cause it's, they're, they're ruining their own product unfortunately they love uh, that
0: that's like their best trait is to ruin yeah their own they're product. really good at it It it's it's so ridiculous and like um I, and i was going to say like i i actually like chris paddock and tyler wells a little bit i think they have some deep league appeal and paddock's but making them, some changes yes they're but like, for them to be in a stone cold pitchers duel in baltimore is absurd and you yeah. can't just blame the wall change on that. That is yeah. the ball
1: playing. Oh, ball yeah. The announcer's been like this has really turned it into a pitcher's park. Yeah, there's another aspect that you're not talking
0: about. Yeah, it's not just know. that. That wall is an impact. It is a big difference. Absolutely. I will f- fully admit that, but that ain't the only reason. And they got to be mindful of mm-hmm. that. So, okay, so you're worried about Garver's power in general, but I'm worried because. about a lot of
1: people's power in general. Yes. It, you know, like one of the guys we talked about last night that's not on our rundown today, like Jonathan Scope. Like Scope is a guy who in the past, like, hey, he's always going to have down times and then he's going to have a scope Um mm-hmm. I wonder if the innings won't be as good because he's not a guy with a power to begin with. Like, he, yeah. you know, uh, so... Uh, guys, like I said, like I'd probably cut Jonathan Scope right now just I because I worry that the the ups won't be as high as they used to be with his current ball. So we talked uh, about him on
0: on Twitter a little bit, going through, uh, and and so did uh, Michael Govier and I. Mm-hmm. Scope and Candelario and Candelario is not a prodigious power guy either. Same, yeah, thing and I, th- I
1: think those guys who are generally kind of wall scrapers with their power um, are taking a huge negative right now and huge hit with this dead and ball. So um, if, if you have got guys who fall into those categories, uh, I'd, I'd be more apt to drop them than I probably would be this time last year.
0: Yeah, I think that's totally fair. This is an interesting one, especially after some last night development on Mr. Joseph Vado. Did you see the, did you see the I didn't. Mm-mm. So we wrote an article about him here.
1: Yes. I saw, I saw the article. I haven't read it yet though.
0: It's called Is This the End for Joey Votto? He retweeted it and said, Enjoy the rest of the show. Or wait, let me get let me get the exact quote. But it it hints at though, like maybe he's retiring, or that he's like feels like he's about to break out. He says, Five months to go, enjoy the show. Now he's an ultimate troll and he's mm-hmm. awesome. And you hate him for some reason because you're a bad person. And, I like him uh, on
1: TikTok, though. So he's he's great. so good.
0: He's so great on social media. So he just put five months to go. Enjoy the show. Now, does that mean, hey, I still got five months left and I'm going to be fine? Or these are my last five months? I don't know. But we need to talk about him as Joey Votto as a uh, fantasy element right now because it is Bad, Justin. And remember, he had that huge power spike last year that everyone was really excited about, understandably, 36 homers where he was selling out for power. Strikeout rate is up to 32% career high. He's still taking his walks, but he's hitting 122, 278, 135. Justin, he had a negative week in my in my points fantasy league last week. <laughs> a negative week. And I have Fran Reyes. So I got two negative weeks. Do you know how hard that is for a hitter to have a negative <laughs> week? Where are Uh,
1: you cutting Joey Votto, if at all? I think in 10-team leagues, I think it's okay to cut maybe even 12-team leagues, depending on who you're picking up for. Um, You know, one of the things I said last night when I was talking about him was, uh, at this point, I think it's blind trust. Because there's not much in the profile that says, hey, this is going to turn it around um
0: and sometimes blind trust is okay by the way i don't always hate that
1: yeah but he's got a long enough track record and he is one of the smartest guys in the game um i i I just believe and it's still a great park like i Mm -hmm. believe he's gonna turn it around um so i don't have him in any place i can cut him i think the only place i have him in dc's um but i don't think i would cut him in 15 team leagues and i think a lot of 12s like, are you gonna drop? Like, I drop him for Rowdy Telez, but I wouldn't drop him for like Daniel Vogelbach.
0: That's funny because Teles was the name I was gonna bring up because I did cut him in a 12 that points league. I cut him mm-hmm. for Rowdy Telez. yeah. And uh, I feel okay about that. I hated cutting him because I really like him, and obviously, in a points league, his walks help. And so, I was like, oh, I'm a, a very, oh, I also have scope in that league, so you're not gonna be surprised to hear that I'm 0 3.
1: Yeah, uh, that, sounds, that sounds will, like, yeah. That will surprise mm-hmm. you, not
0: at all. I did get Taylor Ward off the wire. I got Juan Soto. I got Timmy. H- oh, I also have Marcus Simeon. Yeah, this is really no surprise why I'm 0-3 in yeah. that league. Yeah,
1: that's, um, uh, that's but
0: pretty yeah, brutal. So, Teles, yes. Uh, what about Christian Walker? One Walker for another.
1: I, I don't have a problem making that move. Okay. Um, 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 I can also understand not wanting to
0: yeah yeah i think in 10s there should even be better this is a 12-teamer i think Mm -hmm. in 10s there should be even better first baseman to pick up but um i'm with you in 15s i'm gonna ride it out a bit longer with joey Votto. i think i I think i just really want to do that what about this guy though bobby Dahlbeck. now we got to be careful running around the 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 track too often on the victory lap but neither of us were fans of this guy and like i don't want to put salt in the wound of the folks that liked him but it's dreadful. 147, 213, 237 with just one Homer. Now I didn't think he'd be this bad, I guess, but like I'm not, I'm just zero percent surprised. He's just a generic all or nothing power here. He's Patrick Wisdom, he's Miguel Sano, like. I'm not surprised. I'm cutting him easily. I was never drafting him. So, I, I, again, I'm not going to be too nasty to the people that liked him. I got my own coming up, by the way, that I'm going to take a fat L on. So, be forewarned. I will uh, take my L. But with Bobby Dahlbeck, this was an easy avoid for me, and so it's an easy cut. What do you think?
1: Uh, if you're watching on video, you can see me stretching um, and getting ready to tie my shoes for this huge-ass victory lap I'm going to do. <laughs> you shouldn't take victory laps in april but it's may baby (laughs) um uh uh, yeah i mean this you know in in the words of the late great dennis green he is who he thought he 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 was was. and you guys let him off the hook Mm -hmm. um i mean this is who he is like and um and now he's platooning um yeah job soon if he
0: doesn't turn it uh, around big time
1: yeah tristan cussis has he his five home runs in the I, in triple a like i'd rather roster tristan cockroft at this point yeah absolutely um <laughs> tristan can hit we saw him <laughs> hit it uh the staten island uh that's Incons right uh, stadium um yeah i mean this is he. you he, he should not be rostered in any format like the only formats he should be rostered in are draft and holds because you cannot drop anybody yeah. in season. Like that's like, only
0: because you probably can't find anything better.
1: He's actively hurting you. And yes, true. he will have a huge week at some point, maybe. Sure. Um, but there's also also a reasonable chance that like he gets set down before that huge week ever comes. Like
0: exactly. That that huge I, week could be for the Paw Sox. Actually, no, I, yeah. no, they're still the mm-hmm. Paw Sox, but yeah, they're triple A team, whatever that is.
1: I stand by what I said in the off season um, that the only place he should be rostered is in DFS when he's going up against a lefty.
0: I think that's completely fair. Um, Again, we don't need to be the dead horse, but neither of us were fans. So it's an easy cut 27 years old. Like, Tristan Cassis should be up. I mean, Franchi Cordero taking playing time away from him—that's that's, that's kind of all you need to know about how they feel. And their offense has been in such a spiral. I I wonder, like, if they had all their guys cooking, they could kind of like let it let them rally around him and and protect him a little bit. But the fact that nothing's really going right for them outside of a couple guys makes it even e- easier for them to stop playing Dahlbeck because they got to find something else.
1: I mean, and they they can't, you know there are three teams in this division above 500, games, man. They can't continue to do this. So like, I, I just, I, I can't imagine he's going to continue to even get opportunities. If
0: they, they already give up an offensive spot by playing JBJ for his defense. Yeah. So you can't give up two when, when the other guy in Dolby what a is bad trade
1: that was too. Like I never
0: made sense. I, I know they got Alex Benellis too, like the, the, a prospect, Never made sense to me for a contending yeah. team. Why did they do that? What do you need a prospect for right now? Like Benellis mm-hmm. is a is a perfectly fine prospect. He's actually off to an excellent start in high A this year. But why wouldn't you just keep Renfro, who is a good defender too? He's not Jackie Bradley Jr., but he's yeah, a good exactly. defender. So, so he's so a fine get... defender and he made huge strides as a hitter last year. And hated well. that move when they did it. It's looked dumber every day. And I don't even think Renfro's cooking yet. It still is a dumb move because it just made two homers sense. the other day. It, it, that's right. It made no. Oh, actually, he yeah, he's up at two. He's up at he, a one twenty. Yeah, month. he has three home
1: runs in like two games. Like he's. And that's you know. the thing
0: when when you're off to a slow start, two three games can turn you yep. right around. This guy needs two three games, maybe even four or five, because Catel Marte is in the tank right now. One fifty one, two 213, 279. People will point to a 194 Babbitt and say that has to regress. I agree. People will point to a 5% homer to fly ball rate and say that has to regress. I agree. But I'm going to point back at a 26% strikeout rate, 10 points higher than last year, and 11 points over his career average, and say that I am concerned because it comes with an 11% swingy strike rate, which is four points north of Catel Marte's career numbers. What is up with Catel Marte, and are you starting to cut him in shallower formats?
1: Who um yeah the, the you look under the hood like the the numbers under the hood are not good. I mean this is a guy who had a 91.7% zone contact percentage last year. It is down to 81%, which is from 91 to 81? From almost 92 to 81. Um you yeah. know his swing strike rate is up from 7% to 11%. Mm-hmm. Um, he's swinging outside of the zone, almost 7% more. Um, he is, he's trying to swing out of it. He's swinging more just in general. <clears throat> this, and he's, I think one of these guys that falls into that category of guys without prodigious power now For being sure. hurt by the ball. Um yeah, I think in shallow leagues you probably can cut. I, I think in 12 and 15s, I'm trying to hold on for dear life. I understand if you feel the need to.
0: Yeah, um, you gotta hold. The part to, I, to, I mean it probably I don't know what you available. can pick up
1: in a 15. Yeah. 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 But in a 12, even with guys on the waiver wire, like I had I have a really hard time dropping someone. You know, what I said last night is I try not to drop top 10 round picks. Um, Absolutely. and more than likely he's, he was a top 10 round pick at least until Memorial day. So I, I would try to reserve yep. him if I can put him on my bench. Um, but I do understand people wanting to move on because he has looked dreadful. I wonder if there's an injury. I mean, this is a guy, the reason i think exactly him is, is constant injuries with him. And I wonder if there's something Same. that is just nagging him right now.
0: That that's exactly uh where I'm at with with uh Catel Marte and why I faded him as well. Luis Urias just got reinstated. Luis Urias or Catel Marte in a in a 12 team, which is probably twelves or tens are where you're only gonna find your Urias. He was he was kept in fifteens.
1: I think I'm taking Urias um because he's at least triple eligible. Yep. Um, I do like that. Uh what about uh, so, uh, uh, sweet
0: sweet? Oh go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Sweet swing and rookie Jeremy Pena is only forty four percent at ESPN. His average is down, but everything else looks excellent. And if the Babbitt progresses, Pena's average is going to jump back up into like the two sixties to go with that power. Do you go Pena or Catal? By the way, I framed that. You can tell where I'm going to go. I'm taking. I Pena. think. I, I
1: think I'm going Pena.
0: I think so too. I think. I think yeah. that's the move. Eugenio Suarez, his power looks back. He's fifty something percent. Hang on. Um, he is fifty four percent at ESPN. Uh, Suarez or Marte? I think I go Suarez. I would too. I would too. Let me try to jump down. I, I, I would more. still
1: try to hold on to Marte.
0: I would try. But... I would try, but it's hard, man. Uh, here, here we. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go our wheelhouse here. Guy we love. He's only 22 percent at ESPN. Hasan Kim or Marte in the 10 or 12 teamer. Ooh.
1: Kim highly looks... available. Kim looks good. I I I got Kim in a league this week, um, off the waiver wire, and I was stoked. Um, yeah, I think I'd go Kim. I I, I I'm not Kim. a Marte guy. Like I'm just, and so like I think on, you know, on top of his struggles, you always worry that there is an injury with him because he has been injured so much over the last three seasons.
0: And he never um, runs. He doesn't yeah. run it, but he he gets lumped into power speed because he is looks the part of a fast guy. And he is fast, but he does not run. I think it's just a choice. He's had 10 and 11 steals. 10 were back in 2019, 11 back in 2016. He doesn't run, and if he is nicked, he's also not going to run. And if the power isn't there, if the average isn't there, what the hell are you getting? So I love Cattell. I hope he rebounds. This is one of those where you might end up not even necessarily regretting it, because if you get – ta Young kim and he does well but Marte might completely come around but i just don't think you can wait for him in a 10 or 12 that's why i'm moving on from him yeah that's the main reason it's just i, I need agree. someone producing okay next up is nikki lopez now he does run that's pretty much all he does um you couldn't have paid me to to draft nikki lopez this year coming off of last year's career year i just thought it was a career year at 300 average 22 steals and 23 attempts Good for him. He's zero attempts on stolen bases. He's 224, 316, 269. Are you hanging on to Nicky Lopez? And if so, where?
1: Ooh, um Man. Uh, no, I think you could probably drop him. I mean, maybe in 15s you hold I, on I'd to cut him. I could have
0: been 15s too, I think.
1: I, I think he's borderline. I think the hard part is you got him for his speed and what speed options are really going to be out there in a 15. Um, no,
0: it's not the same position, but in a 15, would you rather have. Who are we talking about? I'm sorry. I just blanked on his Nicky name. Lopez? Nicky Lopez. Sorry. Nick- I wanted to say Ketel Marte again. Nikki Lopez or Tim Castro who has five steals. Tim LaCastro, dude,
1: like what is going on? I'm telling you, I'm there's telling you. something going on in New York right now. Cause there are some guys, like Anthony Rizzo is the F in the board. board like yes. right now. Um, and Tim LaCastro, like I, I get like automatic alerts whenever there's a home run or a stolen base. And like the amount of times I've seen Tim LaCastro's name pop up on those alerts this year. Cause he also insane. has a home. That's yeah. the
0: funny part. He also like, has a homer. What
1: is going on, um, in New York? Like it's like MLB dead in the balls for every other place, except for, for the Mets and the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think I would go with Castro.
0: I think so too. I, I would say that you need to make sure the rest of your offense is pretty strong because he is basically a pinch runner. And mm-hmm. I know he has that Homer, but he's probably won't hit another one all year. So you're not getting anything else, but the steals, but it, you're not getting anything from Nicky Lopez, including the steals. So if you see it as a one-to-one there, I think I could go ahead and do that. Um, what about our boy Nick Solak? He's got two homers in a steal. Would you rather have him or Nicky Lopez?
1: I think you make that argument. I, I you know, I, I still worry about Solak's ability at righties. I'm with um, you on the shrug, though.
0: You're like, man, yeah, I could do I, it.
1: I think Whatever. I think it's fine. Kind of depends on what your team's looking for, but
0: yeah, okay, I'm I'm with that. Uh, and then one more. Edward Olivares. I know it's, again, not position for position, but if you're looking for some speed, what about teammate Edward Olivares? Overnight? No, because he'll right.
1: get sent down here shortly. Yeah, you're probably Just because right. right, they right. hate him. They, they just absolutely... Yeah. So why, Ma- why don't Ma- the like Royals intensity. trade Olivares to the Rangers for Willie Calhoun? There you go. Just, just like, here, here's, here's a guy we wrong. hate. We'll take a guy you hate. <laughs> and maybe eight. we can turn that into some love. Call it the Jason
0: Mott trade. It's, it's, it's a a yeah, like it's intensity.
1: It's a baseball version of wife swap. <laughs>
0: yes. All right. I referenced this guy earlier, Jamer Candelario. I think I know where you're going because you talked about scope. And I actually think scope's a bit more bankable than Candelario um, in terms of the skills that you're looking at and, and him coming out of it. But uh, Candelario did get his first homer on Sunday. Maybe he's coming out of it, but his defense has been dreadful too. He hates Eduardo Rodriguez. My God, he has a couple of dreadful plays behind Eduardo that have really sunk a couple of starts. 164, 238, 247 uh, is the slash line for Candelario. 200 BABIP, just the one homer. Are you keeping Jamer Candelario? If so, where? Um,
1: ooh, this is hard. Um, I think he's definitely hurt by the ball. Um, his zone contact numbers are actually really good. Like
0: they're above okay. 90% right now. But, but, um, but the ball doesn't go anywhere. He's hitting but, to some bad luck, too. I, I, I watch my Tigers every day. He's hitting to some bad luck as well.
1: Yeah, I so mean, his his XBA is almost 60 points above his actual average. Um, I mean, it's still bad because his average is 164. So XBA <laughs> yeah. 222 isn't great either. But, but it should 60 get
0: points, better. That tells you, yeah.
1: I think I'm more inclined to let it ride a little bit with him. Okay. Um uh obviously in ten team leagues you can move on. I think in some twelves, like I if Jose Miranda's out there, I'm picking up Jose Miranda for Candelaria. Sure. You know, I'm fine I, with that. Um but I think in fifteens, depending on who you're gonna be able to try to roster, um I I don't know that I would drop uh candelario yeah like
0: there's not much like in our main uh brian anderson's a bit of an outlier being available he's 64 percent rostered so that's that's not going to happen a lot but what about jake berger versus jamer candelario
1: yeah i think i might do that
0: okay what what's up with jake berger's playing time when Moncada returns though that's my only
1: question that's actually going to be a real big problem um i mean i guess he can dh uh, Cause they've been playing Gavin sheets in the outfield some uh, more and Eloy's out for a while. So,
0: True. Um, but it won't but, be but, full-time but Vaughn, playing time. He probably goes back down. So yeah, yeah. I may not actually do that. Vaughn's going to play every day, you know, when healthy. I know he's been nicked and he's missed the last three games. And that's the only reason that, and Pollock's back now too. So I think the yeah. playing time crunch becomes a bit much. I like Jake Berger a lot. I think you're right. I probably wouldn't nervous. do that.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, let's do it. Akil Badu. Look, man, I'll take the L, okay? I will. But not a single fucking person said that he was gonna be persona non grata and never fucking play. The only pushback I got was platoon. And okay, like. Technically,
1: he has not been platooned.
0: And that's what I made. Did you see my tweet the other day? I said, no. I told y'all he wasn't gonna platoon because you can't get platooned if you never. Oh, no, I did do that, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And like, you know, obviously that's me being tongue in cheek and and taking my fat L. Uh, But yeah, like. I'm starting to cut him. He would have been cut this week. If my bids were a little bit higher in our main, Um, I just, I I wonder if I subconsciously made a little bit softer bids so that I didn't cut him so I could give him one more week. I put 74 on paddock. He went a good bit more. I went 55 on noisy. Um, Ian Kennedy. I got in my first run for 44 Taylor Wallace, 28 Helsley, 18 and Victor Robles eight. So, Maybe I I like uh, subconsciously kept those bids a little lower, and so I could keep. I on do one more week, but it's it's just biding time that I, I'm gonna cut him next week, dude. That I don't see anything changing. He doesn't play, like you can't you can't improve when you never play. So what do you think? Are you are you cutting? Like him?
1: the underlying numbers are so just in line with last year. Like yeah. I I yes, there was gonna be some regression off of like what he did last season, but like what. Like, whose wife did he sleep with in the Tigers organization that they have just buried this guy? That, that is a, a real borderline, to something, by the way.
0: Yes, uh, who's just a borderline? So don't think you're being weird.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is Avicel Garcia reference, yeah. Uh, um, from, from back in the days, you can look way that one up day. on Google. Yeah. Um,
0: like, uh. Yeah, why is he buried? Like, why does he not play, dude? Why is Victor Reyes playing?
1: Why don't they trade him to Texas for? for yes. I don't know. Like, just I, I don't get. This. But I don't. Get I it, absolutely don't get it at all. And like, again, I, 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 but I'll yes, DL, you have to drop him.
0: But I, I agree. I'll eat the L because you have to drop him. But it, not a single person told me that this was going to happen. All I yeah. heard was platoon feedback, and I said that's okay if he platoons. I think. If even as a strong side guy, he can be a double double type of guy with the potential for much more. He goes, he hits lead off all spring training. He hits four homers. He, he's in line, and I know the Meadows trade happened, but I didn't think that that was going to murder his playing time. Sure, it could move him down the lineup, but to just never play. But it happened. I, I mean, it happened after
1: after the it happened after the Riley Green injury, so it made sense. Okay, yeah, this is that's right. You know, maybe Badu's in trouble if he does not hit once Riley green becomes healthy, but there was no reason for him to lose playing time until Riley green comes back. I just, I, I don't Victor get it. Derek um, Hill should just, yeah, I don't know. Just give him back to the thing. twins.
0: I know they don't have to. Cause once you keep a guy for a full year on yeah. rule five, you don't have to, but just give him back to the twins. They'll use him. Fucking class, yeah. man. It, I, it, I, it's so maddening. And obviously, I'm super invested. And that's why, you know, it's my it's my big guy of the year. Big breakout. I was beating the drum. But it's just like, can we at least play him before I I, I see if I'm wrong? Like, I still don't even know that my process was completely wrong. They just stopped playing him, man. So frustrating. But, yes, I think you cut him across the board right now. Um, AOL might be the only spot where you really keep him because what else are you going to pick up? But anything else? I'm yeah, he's played two doing. games in the last week. I know, and that's why that's, that's why I was ready to cut him this week. And I should have just gone a little bit higher on Helsley because I have Gallegos. Derek but, Hill uh,
1: has played in four games.
0: And and what's he doing?
1: Uh, it's, he, he's, he's Derek Hill. Numbers.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, he's a great defender, but that's it. And dude's not that bad of a defender. He's mediocre, I think. Anyway, I, I can't keep talking about this. Let's go talk about somebody else I love that's playing like trash, but I don't know that I'm necessarily cutting. Dylan Carlson, who um, is hitting 181, 231, 253. He does have a 214 Babbitt, zero homer to fly ball ratio because he hasn't left the yard. His strikeout rate is actually down uh, from 25 to 17%. And I wonder if maybe he'll come out of this, or are there concerns? Where are you at on Dylan Carlson? I
1: think there's some major concerns. I think he's another one of these guys who does not have produced power, is really hurt by the ball. It's not a great ballpark to hit in to begin with. It's um, underrated,
0: by the way, too. Let me interrupt you real quick there. I don't think people give enough credence to St. Louis's difficulty to hit homer – or to hit yeah. in. That's a pitcher's part. This is this right.
1: why – one of the reasons I love Steven Matz going there. He had the great yep. defense behind him, but also it's a great park to pitch in. Um, yeah, I'm, I am I would be really, really worried if I had him anywhere. I don't um, because I've yeah, never, no, you've been never been, been a huge fan. Yeah, I've been a big I, I've always felt like he was overinflated – by the prospect kind of uh, part of our industry, because of that big one minor league season, um,
0: it was a pop up th- season. I, agree. I think
1: he is a some of the parts kind of guy. I think he's probably a better real life guy than he is a fantasy guy. I think the ball really hurts him. I think you can drop him in every league. Um, oh, like I man, don't have 15? a problem. Oh, that's tough. I think he could get sent down. They have like, the, Nolan Gorman yeah. who is just crushing the ball right now in and AAA.
0: Who we saw yeah. at uh, Fall League. Juan Yepes is, is hitting. Move Edmond
1: back to the outfield full-time. Let Carlson go back down and figure things out. Like, this is not good for him.
0: Yeah, or or your boy Paul DeYoung could be looking over his shoulder. Put Edmond back yeah. short, Gorman at second. Still move Carlson down. Put Yepes in the outfield in left and O'Neal in center. Now, well, Yepes is not a great outfielder, but they need players. They need guys playing.
1: I mean, Tyler O'Neal uh, struggling, too. You can't have so many struggling guys. Like, it's just... yeah.
0: Tyler O'Neal, I will say, though, he is struggling, and I'm not going to take a victory lap on that, though, because his plate skills have actually improved, and that They're was fine. the main reason I didn't like yeah. him. So
1: yeah, I would actually I, hang
0: on to him, but I am worried about Carlson for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm personally going to hold in 15s. I don't have him in any 15s, but I'm going to hold another week or two, but I totally get people that are ready to make the move. Yep. What about a guy that we do both jointly love, or at least did last year? Neither of us – I don't think either of us were really promoting him this year, but Jared Kelnick um, – Maybe those uh, strong September at bats weren't an indicator of things to come. He's dreadful, dude. He's striking out 41% of the time. 134, 203, 284 on the slash. Yeah, a low babit like all these guys have, but I don't think that alone fixes it. He does have two homers and three steals, but can you keep Jared Kelnick right now?
1: He is actively hurting you. Like he exactly. is like
0: with that batting is, average. He,
1: yeah, I mean, he, he is striking out 40% of the time. Um, Man, his zone contact is 70% right now. He's swinging outside of the zone 35% of the time. His swing and strike rate is 17.6%.
0: So you might not have an answer for this, but what happens that he goes from... In 2019, struck out 19 percent at AAA or Double A, and then last year struck out 15 percent at, at AAA with a 6 percent swing strike rate. To this, like, how do you go? Like, usually strikeouts are are something that you kind of have throughout, and you see that this could be coming uh, down the line there was no indication that Jared Kelnick was going to be the swing and miss God. Like what the hell is this?
1: This is a mental thing, man. This is a, an approach thing. I don't think this is a talent thing. I think he's going to like, if you can buy low on him in dynasty leagues, I'm doing it right now. Um,
0: him for Willie Calhoun.
1: No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Trade everyone for Willie Calhoun. Yeah. Um, if if you can buy low in dynasty, I would right now. Like I I, okay. I think there are going to be owners who are like, what the hell? Like you know, yeah. Um, that are feeling really really burnt. You can really um, get a
0: discount. I think so too. I totally agree with that. And
1: I think he's I like, I think the Mitch Haniger injury and you know Kyle Lewis still isn't back. Um, I think he's going to continue to get opportunities in Seattle. I think they're going to be Mitch patient Hanager with him. saved
0: him. Mitch Hannigan, yeah, absolutely. Because like, isn't Kyle Lewis working his way back, or am I? Am he I is working his way that?
1: back, okay. but I don't know that they want Kyle Lewis playing the outfield. Um, true, true. So, uh, but for those people who are worried about like Abraham Toro and his like ability to like, you know, get opportunities, I, you know, they'll move Adam Frazier to the outfield. I think Toro's going to be fine. Who's another mm-hmm. guy I picked up this week uh, in one of my mains. So, pick up. I like um, yeah, I there's not much to be said. Like, I think, I think someone needs to sit him down. I think like, you know, a hitting coach, um, uh, and, or, you know, a player and said, Hey, I mean, you are being way too aggressive at the plate. You're not being the kind of hitter you were in triple a. Um, cause I don't think getting, sending him down to triple a is going to do anything. Like, I think this no. is something he has to figure out at the majors. Like, Hey, you need to have a different approach at the plate. Cause the talent is there. It, the talent is evident when he makes contact. Like he is not mm-hmm. a guy who's losing stuff because of the the balls necessarily, any more 14 than he homers in 93
0: games last year. Kelnick, yeah. you know, 14 and 6 in 93 games and looked like he was starting to build on some things at the end of last year. And then comes in this year and he's just a swing monster that uh, can't get out of his own way with the 41% strikeout rate and 18% swinging strike rate for Kelnick. It is brutal right now.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you can move on from him in 10 and 12s that obviously are redrafts in 15s. It's really hard because I just don't know what else is out there. Um, So, uh, but um, like I said, like in dynasty and keeper leagues, I would try to buy low right now. I'm going to go try to do it before this episode airs.
0: (laughs) Good idea. All right, we got to wrap up. Uh, One last question in there. I think you see it in the chat. The most recent one came in. Max Muncy by low, 149 BABIP, solid barrel rate, decent X-WOBA. First off, I don't trust X-WOBA right now. Eno said on their pod that uh, because of the new ball and the way X-WOBA works, it's not particularly trustworthy. And it's not very trustworthy as a predictor in general. Add in the ball. X-Stats
1: in general are not good predictors. Correct.
0: Um, You couldn't. You couldn't get further away from him than you were. I even when I moved him up, it was like to the 20s of the spots that he qualifies. How do we not just look at this as the injury for Yeah, for Max Muncy? I even if I, it's I mean, I know not, it really I, not, I Babbitt, but like,
1: even if it's not the injury, um, I,
0: I still worry about it.
1: I still worry about the injury, and now you've already had a month of him playing on it, so like, yep. I yeah, no, I'm not not touching that one.
0: hard hit rate suggests maybe the injury is still being there too. Like sometimes a BABIP, you are earning some of it, right? It's not just Mm -hmm. always that you're going to come out of it. Sometimes your poor hitting is playing a role. I like that the plate skills are still strong for Muncie. I hope he comes out of it. It'll be on somebody else's team because I'm not going to
1: buy. um, Yeah, because, I mean, you look at the XBA, and the XBA just tells you, okay, how much of this was deserved. His XBA is still two hundred one. Like he, he hasn't been good. Like this is no, you know it, it, he's been, been maybe maybe has
0: been unlucky, but he's also he's also been bad while being unlucky. Exactly. It's a combo of things for Muncie. And so I just let that if the rebound happens, somebody else can have it. I'll be rooting for him. I like him as a player, but I, I'm not yeah. putting it on my team. We're gonna have to watch party this week. Friday. Yes, Kyle Gibson, baby. Kyle Gibson versus Go. Max Scherzer Friday evening. Go. All you have to do is be in the Discord as a Patreon member. And uh we'll talk more about it on friday on the friday pod as well but mm-hmm. yeah it's open to anybody who's a patreon member just come through jump in the discord we're gonna watch the game talk talk over whatever else is going on we'll bounce around the games too during the yeah uh, it'll yeah, be like
1: six or seven games or whatever going on exactly at that time, so.
0: so it'll be a lot of fun, friday night come, come enjoy uh friday night with your boys and we will have a DraftKings game so we can be John yep. back and forth on how people are doing there so anyway I got to get going and the Rotowire folks are going to call soon. Justin, great talking with you. Feel better. You sounding better, but hopefully you get back to 100%. And we'll talk in a couple days.
1: Take it easy.